All right, what's happening? Welcome into Sports Betting Daily. Appreciate everyone joining us on a Tuesday. Today is the 21st, March 21st, 2023. What's going on out there? It is late on a Tuesday night, and as you all know, Tuesdays are for math theory. So what we're going to do is play back an episode we did earlier this year. I think it was early January. Uh, the law of large numbers. I think this is really important in sports betting, in understanding math, and understanding really what it means to have data that that is important and that that truly means something in front of you. So we'll talk about the law of large numbers. I think it's actually a really interesting show that's going to be beneficial for everyone out there. So we'll do that today. Appreciate everyone listening. Stay tuned later on this week. We're going to have picks, some good shows coming up, and we'll talk to everybody then. But for now, we'll play back the law of large numbers. Hope you enjoy. All right, let's get to it. The law of large numbers. Let's just start off by defining what the law of large numbers is. It essentially means that the more something happens or as a sample size grows, the set of data we're dealing with will get closer and closer to the expected value or to expectation. This applies for an entire game of sports betting compared to one game, right? This this applies to uh, one roll of the dice or one spin of the roulette wheel compared to an entire year. Okay, the law of large numbers means the more we have something, the the closer, the, the, the larger the set and the more sample size we have, the closer it's going to get to whatever we expected it to be in the first place. Now, one sample in any given data set will seemingly produce random results. That's kind of the the paradoxical thing about the law of large numbers because you have one football game, one spin of the roulette wheel, one hand and blackjack, and it seems like these results are random. But many of these samples produce an expected outcome. So if this is true, and we assume this to be the case, how can we bet sports? If each game independently is seemingly random, how can we guarantee long-term professionals at least to make money? And it comes back to this very law. The more I bet, the more I'll win as a pro because I have the edge. I'll be slight. I have the edge every single bet I make. Every bet's plus EV. So individually, it doesn't matter whether you're a novice or an experienced professional better. Everyone's going to go through ups and downs. It's about those five games out of every hundred that separate the two. And the difference, I have plus EV And the average sports better does not. So this comes back to the law of large numbers. That's how you guarantee results. That's how sports books guarantee results, right? Minus 110 is a very powerful thing. That's how sports books guarantee the public will lose. And that's how I guarantee that I will win. Now, the law of large numbers doesn't just assume that we're getting closer and closer to expectation. It also assumes that within any given sample, especially if it's really, really large, what we're going to get within that data will be wildly varied results, aka variance, within the, within the set of numbers. Now, this is not only to be expected, but essentially guaranteed. So isn't that interesting? That the larger the numbers get, we're essentially guaranteed two things. One is that we're going to get closer and closer to expectation, but the other is that we're going to get some wildly wildly crazy results that may not have been predictable before this started, but for the average person common sense misapplied. It's like, you know, they, they may, not, may not think that event to happen when in reality it's expected. This may be getting a little muddy. So let's give an example. Let's kind of bring things back, give an example to make it very clear about what I'm talking about. And I've given this example before. So if you've heard it, just stick with me. Let's have the, uh, let's use the example of a million people flipping quarters. 
Okay, this is a very easy example because there's not many people who would argue that a coin flip is not 50-50. So we have a very, we know what the probability is here, okay? So this is a very simple example. So if there's a million people, we know 50-50 says if a million people flip a quarter, theoretically, 500,000 are going to flip heads and 500,000 are going to flip tails. That, that, that should be assumed for everyone else. You don't have to have a math degree to do that math, right? But... What we what the law of large numbers says is that if you have a room of this million of these million people, a mathematician knows that there's one person in this group, at least one person who's going to end up flipping heads 20 times in a row. Now, think about that. That is the the uh, the odds of flipping 20 times in a row is so, so small. If you want to calculate that for yourself, just do 50 percent times 0.5 times 0.5 times 0.5. Just do that 20 times in a row. Point times, uh, t- uh, 0.5 times 0.5, 20 times in a row. That's the probability. I'm not going to do it right now. It's a tiny, tiny number. But even as tiny as that number may get, even if we have 2 million people or 10 million people, that's going to be a minuscule number. But for a mathematician, it's essentially guaranteed, no matter how small the number, that it's going to happen. You see what I'm saying? Someone in these million people is going to flip 20 heads in a row, right? Because we start with a million and then I say, all right, all million, I get on the microphone, right? And say, all right, all million people flip, flip your coin and 500,000 get heads, 500,000 get tails. And then I say, okay, if you flipped heads, stay in the room. If you flip tails, you're out of the experiment, leave. And we keep doing this. So there's going to be 250,000 and 125,000 and 63,000 and 31,000, 15,000, all the way down to when there's one person left. Now, if we take a microphone, that same mic and walk up to that person and interview them and say, hey, you just flipped 20 heads in a row. How come? They may say it's because they're wearing their lucky socks or it's because they did their morning routine that day or they're, they're always lucky or it's their daughter's birthday, whatever, right? They may have all this, uh, you know, reasons why it may happen. When in reality, we expected that to happen no matter what. It was going to be one person out there. So this can be applied to sports betting as well. The super contest every year, the Westgate, the, the Circus Super Contest, the winner every year of the NFL picking against the spread is going to go like 63 to 67%. Now that one individual may say, oh, I was locked in. I was dialed in. I knew what was going on this year. We have this great new system. When in reality, we expected someone to go 67%. Someone's going to do it out there. Now you're more likely to if you're a professional, but someone's going, it's going to happen to somebody. So the law of large numbers says all these wild things, like someone flipping 20 heads in a row will happen the larger the data set is. If we only have five people, yeah, you're not going to get that wild of results flipping quarters. But the larger the number, the crazier the results are going to be. We can expect that. At the same time, we can also expect it's going to become closer and closer to average, aka 50-50. So to sum everything up with the law of large numbers, the law of large numbers is the larger the sample size, the closer to expectation the data will be. And at the same time, we can expect wild things to happen within that data set, such as extremes and anomalies. The law of large numbers guarantees both, which helps us understand our own variance in sports betting. If we have an edge, we'll win long-term. If we don't have an edge, we'll lose long-term. Both both plus EV and negative EV bettors will experience great spells of wins, losses, but in the end, Plus EV bettors will win, negative EV bettors will lose. So don't confuse this, the law of large numbers, 
with the law of averages. And by the way, everything we're talking about today is under the umbrella of probability theory. I love this stuff. I've studied this stuff. This is exactly what you need to have an understanding of if you're going to do stuff like, you know, buy the stock market or bet sports. You have to have an understanding of probability statistics. So the law of large numbers we just talked about is different than the law of averages. The law of averages is the assumption that over time, with the greater sample size, outcomes will occur at a frequency similar to, to the games of probability. So again, I know that could be a little muddy. What the law of, of large numbers says, again, rewinding a little bit, is that the more data we have, the closer it's going to come to whatever we expected before, it, before we ran the uh, experiment. The law of averages is essentially saying that the average person out there misapplies common sense and thinks something will happen when in reality it won't. Another way of saying this is the gambler's fallacy. I think a lot of us out there have heard of the gambler's fallacy, right? It's kind of the same thing. The law of averages, the gambler's fallacy are essentially one and the same. Gambler's fallacy is where the gambler believes that a particular outcome is more likely because it has not happened recently or conversely that because a particular outcome has recently occurred, that it's less likely to reoccur in the immediate future. We can think of roulette for this example. If there have been 20 reds in a row, a lot of people misapply the law of averages and say, hey, let's bet black. Why? Black is due. It's been 20 reds in a row, right? The reason they do that is because black hasn't come up in a while. They think it must come up soon because it has to eventually. This is misapplying logic, right? This is the gambler's fallacy. It's no more likely on the, on the 21st spin to be black than it was the 20 before. And the law of large numbers to kind of combine the two says, if you have a large enough data set with a roulette wheel spinning all day, every day, that's a pretty big data set. You're going to get 20 reds in a row a lot. And not only is that wild and crazy, that should be expected. That's what the law of large numbers says, is the more spins we have, the more crazy things like 20 reds in a row you're going to get. The same thing happens with numbers. How often do you go to a roulette table and it's, it's hit like red 23, you know, three times in a row, right? You see this sometimes. And most people go, there's no way it's going four in a row, right? The law of averages says there is no difference. There is no difference in that spin to the other spins. Now, to bring this to sports betting, if we've lost 10 games in a row or a team we're betting on or against has lost 10 games in a row, you or the team you're betting on are no more likely to win game 11 than you were games 1 through 10. Just because you or the team you're betting on has lost 10 in a row, it does nothing to the odds or probability for game 11. This is the gambler's fallacy. This is the law of averages. This is what this all means. And it's the same thing with winning. If you've won 20 games in a row, you're no more or less likely to lose game 21 because of the previous 20. So the takeaways from today's podcast, law of large numbers means the more data we get, the closer to the expected value we'll get, but we'll also see wild results within that data. The law of averages says when common sense is misapplied and people think they're getting the better or worst of it, in reality, neither is happening. The individual believes this to be happening, but it's all in the mind of that person. So that's the law of large numbers, the law of averages. And uh, I just thought it was kind of interesting to go into those two and explain and kind of introduce to a lot of people out there what it means, because there is so much misapplication of these things, whether you're conscientiously doing it, 
right? Whether you're actually thinking about the the odds, the averages, probability, statistics, or like I'd say maybe 80% of people are sort of doing this subconsciously in the back of your head. But whether you're doing it subconsciously or consciously, it's very important for everyone to understand what these two things mean. Appreciate everyone listening. Good luck, whatever you have going on today or tonight. Uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow right here on Sports Betting Daily.